the favourite, bounded away, 350 to go. Avocado Sunset, three in front. Second, the outside, Cragley, Daniel Serbent. He's starting to put in the big bounds down the hay diddle diddle. Avocado Sunset, the leader. Serbenton's coming fast. Avocado Sunset hanging on. Late beyond reproach, Avocado Sunset in front and landed the money. Defeated beyond reproach, Serbenton third. Didn't quite finish it off, Cragley, Daniel Poor. Shaney Beach enraged. The next one in, not a single the blue day. V for Shane Sherio, Curly Thoroughbreds. Bloody outstanding, Curls. Uh, heavy track, again, probably not entirely suited. Will improve, I'm sure, but uh, knocked off the, the first win there for Avocado Sunset. Yeah, lovely to see break his maiden. Um, I think oh, I spoke to Jared, uh, Jared Wheeler, the trainer, and he sort of said... Um, you know, he reckons the horse is a lot better than what it's shown on Saturday too because he just he's a speed horse. He just needs to get on a firm track. So he's done a good job. He went down and he travelled like six hours or seven hours to get down to um, Merwillenbar for his debut run and struck a heavy 10 and up to Mackay for his second start on another rain-affected track. So he'll go through his grades up there, I reckon. Um, just enjoy the ride, I suppose. Uh, he could be the next, uh, what was that really good Rockhampton horse, uh, our boy Malachi? Was that the one? Yeah, well, he won a group. It come down and won a Stradbroke or something, a yeah. group one, didn't it? And then went to Sydney, so. All right. oh, there's North, the North Queenslanders are producing a few nice horses. The Herovians um, down in Melbourne for the All-Star Mile, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, yep. Um, oh, they're punching above, their, uh, punching above their average, as they always do, the North Queenslanders. I don't have any massive goals for this horse. Um, the Magic Millions Country Cup in 2022 is the is what. See if there's any markets. There's an early tip for you. Okay, very good. Uh, Jack Dickens, welcome back to the Mailbags Review Deep Dive, as we call it. Thank you, it. Peter. I can't see your head, mate. That's all right. I'm sure it's I there somewhere. I want to see your head. Is that because I am hidden, or have you not blown up your screen enough? I don't think you, your camera's on. No, I can see you. Okay. Oh, never mind. That's just there you go. difficulties here. Oh, I'm back. Um, Dickens, how do you see Caulfield? I think pretty disappointing um, track pattern, really. But um, disappointed not to cash in on it, really. It's a, it a nice, predictable pattern. Um, Regret not sort of going against the the flow there at the, at the death as they sort of all rode for it. And sort of the rails in run line was actually three wide line sort of thing towards the end. Um, I think it's a really good meeting to review because it was a fast track. They run big time. I think it'll be a really good four meeting. Um, it's going to be... I'd say I won't finish reviewing it for another like six or seven hours. But yeah. it'll be worthwhile. Because it's they're, they're they're fast horses, they run big time, and there's plenty of like hidden runs here. So we're only going to review the Group Ones from uh, Caulfield, and there's plenty of fat in that alone. But um, should be good. Again, like we've mentioned this quite a few times, you just have a look at the punting form results list for Caulfield. You've got the lanes where they were sitting at the 800, 600, 400, 200. At the 600, every single winner was lane three or wider. And then the last 200, you had to be between lanes four to 10. So it's just a good little summary of how the, the pattern unfolded, so to speak. You certainly couldn't be too 
too wide in the straight, but equally you couldn't be too inside. Uh, let's start with the Futurity, Probabil 1. Um, in the yard, I think it's fair to say that Probabil and Arcadia Queen looked lengths above any of the others. So uh, the early bet on Behemoth went by the wayside, just I guess given the way the track was playing, but also the way that they parade in the yard. Yeah, and I don't think... Um Nine horse field, we've got like, you know, Sosie Vaughn, Mr. Quickie, Arcadia Queen, Probabile, Too Close to the Sun, Old Kirk, Behemoth. To me, that doesn't scream like speed, which was a, like a, a factor to leaning towards Behemoth here, who was, had the tactical speed and would be close enough, which traditionally normally would be a good spot to be at Caulfield. Um, obviously, the tracks race. For the, for the swoop, but they have gone so fast here that the the more genuine horses, the horses that want 1600 and longer, I think had more advantage than I thought they would pre-race. I think we're at Mr. Quickie's run home so strong, fresh is is a pretty big tell here. Um, I, I thought even down to Old Kirk, it wasn't a bad performance from it. It, it, it just got through its work. Fair enough. It was down on the, on the shitty inside part of the track. Um, I'll be careful with Mr. Quickie next start. I think that Probabil's run is just so genuine. That's two like big runs and big wins from two. But it, wherever Arcadia Queen goes, well, we thought talk, we probably talked about this on the show, but with Gareth and RSN, but like it sort of did what we expected. A big performance first up. Looks like it's on track. I think it's probably the best horse in Australia, like sixteen hundred and up. Yeah, and it's the it's clearly the best I've seen her first up. Um, she's strengthened up again. Still had improvement. Basically, it's just her. Still got very fizzy, but she's come back incredibly well. I think Probabil still has a bit more improvement to come as well. I think both of those are going to the All Star Mile. Uh, we'd have to think that'd be pretty difficult to beat if they've got any sort of gate, but you know. That's just I think Bohemus one one like um, if your future's better and you've had something on Bohemus to win the All Star Mile, that's where it's going, isn't it? I think I'm sure it is. Your one sort of saving grace is it's at Mooney Valley, and it could be severely suited by the, the pattern there that day. Yeah, but um, likely they overdo it in that race again, and that'll just suit these big beasts. Kells, I want to bring you in for a sec. What do you do? How do you review the form and how much of a, I guess, a bonus slash penalty do you give to horses that were in the right part of the track or wrong part of the track on these sort of days? Um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, I don't know. It's, uh, I suppose you've got the track factor. Um, if we're just talking about this race in particular, like hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you know, lining up, lining on. If you lined up those first four past the um, those first the first four home in that race, if you talked about them as horses pre-race um, with the right setup, they probably finished in order, have they? Over fourteen hundred, I would say so. Yeah. Um, no, I I I I thought Bahim, I think Bahemoth is like, and Bahemoth has run like bigger figures over four hundred meters. So Bahemoth. Might have run a fourteen point six or something, same track and trip, right? Yeah. So he's Pro like so, probably so, run a fourteen point two. So if he runs to like what he can do on a 
Caulfield that suits him, he can yeah. he can win this. But so I'm used to I'm used to like doing this at say Warwick, right? <laughs> and and I do use that, and I do have a look at like how a horse has ran in the past and how it's ran off, off that run in the inferior in the inferior part of the track. So you can make a plausible case here that that Behemoth was three lengths disadvantaged. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I normally do it. Now, obviously, you've got to take into some, try and work out, you know, it's hard to say, I don't know what sort of the right words to use, but, like, if it had its chance, it travelled in the run, and, you know, you can only go on, go on what you see, and it's, you know, it's, it's run a figure, same track and trip that was three lengths better than this, um, and there looked to be no obvious issues in run apart from just where he was on the track. You can argue that he was uh, three lengths Worse, it was three lengths worse than what he's than what he's done in the past. So you could say you could argue that the track was a three length disadvantage where he was in run. Yeah, I think you can firmly argue it. So you look at last preparation, he was first up in Morfordville. He had a barrier four, ran a figure, whatever. Then he went to Caulfield second up four hundred metres barrier two, ran a figure of fourteen point two, which which dead heats this race. Same setup this year. Barry to Caulfield. He went slower this year to the to the to the 600 than the than the last prep. But just yeah, couldn't get couldn't finish off. Maybe it's because of the going that he was going through along the rails and run passage. I guess the other difference was last prep he was going out of a fast run race, so I guess he probably had a little bit more of a platform to come off as opposed to a very slow race first up this prep. So potentially as well that didn't suit him when it came to coming up against some of the. The stronger, I mean, probably also had that first up run where she recorded a good figure, three wide, no cover. So, you know, I guess that little bit of conditioning probably helped as well. Because he, he did look, I know he's a big, gross thing anyway, but even for him, he looked pretty, like, a bit fat, to be honest. I think that's the the thing that was, like, that we missed, undervalued, was he came out of a, a big, fast run race last prep and he didn't miss prep. Yeah. But it was 1,100 up to 400 that time. It was 12 to 14 this time. Yep. So, unfortunately, I suppose this... Um, I hope this makes sense what I'm trying to say. So, I like looking at those at those sort of horses that I... I, I just make a note, disadvantaged in run, right? Or disadvantaged. Um, it's hard to go... It's hard to get a gauge exactly how disadvantaged until it has another start. Like, that disadvantaged run, you want to look back in two runs' time, if that makes sense. Yeah. So... If Behemoth improves next start, um, you can come back. You can say two things: track or that soft run first up. And I think, I think if, if you're playing at home and, and like interested in what, what, how we do it, I think a key part to that is you you start to see say five to seven, ten horses from this meeting come out next start, and then you can start to draw the line, and you can sometimes get lucky or unlucky in that you get a good guide from horses that aren't that interesting to you as a bet but it yeah. solidifies your opinion and then you might get that horse like a dirty work who was like just completely not suited and if you can see a sample size of seven to ten that have come out of this meeting and have improved off, off a shitty run you can sort of really horn up and, and bet up at a horse what dirty work who wasn't suited was good 
blah, blah, blah. Obviously, yeah. there's a stack more boxes that need to be ticked, in my opinion. Like, you need to think yeah. it's going to be suited the next start. The market needs to let you be able to bet at that price. They, they, like, they might they might think what you think when they open the prices and you, there's no spoiler there. Everything's got a price. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good call, though. Getting your sample size of horses that weren't suited and seeing what the market does with them next start as well, um, whether it overcompensates or undercompensates, that will be... Part I'll tell you the what game. the market did there. The market did in that race, um, pistol late was get it right. Yeah. Um, the first, the first two horses were very firm late. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely firm late. Yeah. And like, yeah. like I said, like they were the the two clear picks out of the out of the yard. Uh, race seven, the Blue Diamond. Uh, just one, bit of... just one more. So, pick at the yard. Is that is that also that because he's a bit of a big fat gelding pig? Like he's just a beast. This thing. Or and and uh, therefore, do you maybe give him more credit that he, he could improve? Because they're all going to head to the same race, aren't they? Yep. Or yep. is Arcadia Queen just a pick of the yard? Because she's uh, like a Velociraptor, like which is an upgrade from a Panther. I expect people to start saying that in a few years. Um, <laughs> and she's just not going to be beaten. Like, I, I it was it was mental. Um, it was walk. It was fitness. It was temperament. It was all of those things. I wouldn't and like type as well. The, the, the two mares are clearly better types. Um, you know, more versatile types. Not to say that Behemoth's a bad type. He's a really strong character, but he needs the right track to be yeah, suited. Yeah, Group One. Like Sosie Bond's one of the nicest parades of all time. Yeah, but you you get a benchmark on him, and he just he mm. does the same thing every time, doesn't Mr. he? Mr. Cookie's a great parader. Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of improvement to come as well, but he, he sort of did that last prep, didn't he? He ran really well first up and then sort of oh, yeah, tailed he it got, off. And, he got me horned up for the yeah. whole prep. And, and then eventually we, won. And then we fucking dogged him when, <laughs> when he came out and run a figure of, what, 38. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's 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 get into the, uh, the Blue Diamond uh, because this race was a little bit of chaos. Um, Anthar's ride, it was sitting in... Lane 12 at the 1,000 at the 800. Uh, lane 8 at the 600. And then gradually came back in a little bit more over the concluding stages. Great um, starting point. Firstly, what do you think of the ride on the favourite? It was like Vorster on Sunlight. Remember that at, in Adelaide where he's basically just gone 18 wide for the entire time? and The biggest was, shins in racing. Yeah, it was that fast lane out wide, they thought. You know, never mind racing, you know, an extra... 100 metres versus every other horse in the field. I really like Boron. I reckon like he's so like with it in life that he's decided, fuck the price money, I'm not going near that COVID hotspot. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy my life. What a, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Go on, you Boron. Um, what did you think of uh, Enthar and the, the ride? Oh, it was enterprising, that's for sure. I thought the ride was, was like perfection. And if I was on it, which I wasn't, I think you have to judge rides if you backed them, and like you got to make a decision like the six hundred. You can't watch the race go back and then judge the ride. Yeah. Because he's making the decision as he goes. I want him just to let the horse get into its work, roll forward, catch me if you can. Great ride. The horse wasn't good enough. General Bow, like, belted this horse. Had a like a severely inferior run given the way the track played, and was stronger than it through the line. General Bow is probably the stiffest horse in this race. Mm. Curly Rod? Uh, perfectly fine. Um, I, I see it. Um, it probably looked a little bit more extravagant because of the gate. 
but there's nothing. But you see it often. These good jocks, they they want to cut down towards the inside at the apex of the corner. They're in no rush to hunt this. This horse travels strong anyway. You give this horse a dig out of the gates, it's going to go out in minus 15. Yeah, so because they literally, they jump here and they have one big turn yep. and then they go to the straight. So he wasn't like wide and turning. They were just going from like four or five metres apart to a corner. Mm. So it looks like he's heaps far out, but he's not. Was, I think the ride was... Really, really good. It was perfect. And like, obviously, he's tried to get her to relax as much as possible, and like, never gave her a, you know, a kick in the guts to try and get her to cross. But she still, she still just wanted to drop her head and charge, sort of. Anyway, look, um, we see this a bit. I don't know. There'd be someone out there that's, that would be back, would be, would be making money just laying horses off thousand meters, thousand meter form. We've heard it plenty of times. Young horses at a thousand metres getting found out once they step to twelve hundred. Um, heard this all before. Um, you know, this horse was winning the slipper off that Kensington trial win back in August, um, September. Sorry, you know that the spruik follows it. I don't know. It's just like some kind of demon curse, is it? I, yeah. Um, had, it had its issue, had its issues with that. You know, lame and you know the potential lameness. And, you know, the horses at oh, the beach. Like, I and, think personally, like. Well, you guys as well, because you were you were done. If I said to, we got to thank the stewards because they saved us like four or five units here. I mean, having said that, it was what three dollars Saturday race day morning, and then it jumped between two thirty and two forty or so. How did parade? Look, it was it was fine. Like I was really watching that that near four to see if you know there was any sign of you know sharply putting the the near four down on the ground, and not really. Travelled with the double strappers, walked okay, good condition. If you liked it, you would have given it a tick. Um, it's know. improved. It's improved. It's run a PB of its life. Like yeah. It's improved its overall figure. Like it's just there's a horse here that's improved ten lengths. And and Luke Curry's first and second, Luke Curry and Pike, just two of the like, the, the better rides yeah. you'll ever see. It was outstanding, wasn't it? Particularly Luke Curry. Pike's ride was brilliant because he just kept it simple. Used a, used a bit of speed. Found a great spot with cover. Stalked. Mm. Great ride, Pike. But Luke Curry could have, like, half played it safe and followed Ollie via the car park from yeah. the wide draw with no speed, which is what they're going to do eight times out of ten. But he rode for luck and got it. And it was... The yeah. ride, won, the ride wins this race. A safer ride loses this race. It's a big run. And you're thinking size and all those sort of things. Or he doesn't get the luck and he gets cursed. But the decision to... to got the inside was the right one regardless of what happened yeah it sort of it does sort of like um sometimes you know you just scratch your head when you look at the data and you look at it's going like 16 lengths quicker mm. on the ratings you know this start the last start um, it was the only horse in the race back and trip come off the sand down sand down forms hard to sort of figure out i, I was fond and I didn't do uh, I didn't do a lot in the race, but I had a bloke um, at the track that sat behind me, um, just nonstop yammering, and was telling me before the race that you're only back 1,400 metre horses in this race. Um, well, he's making good when sense you get, in hindsight, eh? Yeah, hindsight's wonderful. But when you're getting a, a lead time that's you know goes 11 lengths quick. Last, it's sort of survival of the fittest, isn't it? At the end of 1200 for a young horse. Yeah, definitely. 
It I, was... I think I think there's two horses here that if, if you backed them, you stiff. Particularly one, like Animoy has has gone backwards slightly on its overall figure, which gets back to what you were saying, Curly, which is a really good way to measure suited and not suited. This horse is in a as good a camp as there is. It'd be bred as well as that can be bred. You know, it, it was on track to improve its figure and it hasn't because it was unsuited by the way the track played and they all overcompensated it. And with the draw he had and the tactical speed the horse doesn't have, he just has to cover so much more ground. And the other horse, General Bow, has gone backwards by pouring out of a length. Yeah. Just proves that this horse was like just, you know, really shitty spot and there's nothing she could do about it. Well, I think if you back, particularly General Bow, if you backed it early or chased the drift out because it was mm. unfit, brave and you were stiff. And I think if you keep gambling like that, you'll win. I didn't do it, but if people did, I think you were on the right horse. Yep. Interesting couple of types as well in that top five. Like you got Artorius is a completely different shape to General Bow, who's a completely different shape to uh, Ingratiating, who's a different shape to Entha. You got a real mix there. And I think Artorius um, and Animo were the two that really just screamed three year old plus. Uh, so we'll see how they come back. I, I would be surprised if Artorius we see again before it's a three year old. I think Animo is a really. Exciting horse. It, it was. A, I, I thought it was a poisonous price and a stupid bet to have on Saturday at the price. Yeah, it wasn't going to be suited. Even if it was yeah. suited, it still would have had to like for this horse to be suited the way the track plays by race seven. Yeah, they're onto this, and it just gets pushed wider and wider. If if Animoy raced in race four, it probably wins because he's close enough. Yeah, because they're still hugging the, the fence. It's just a one of those horses that you. Was never going to be suited on Saturday. Has ticked every box. I think it's a really exciting horse, Animal. Yep, finished in lane twelve, which is just a little bit too wide there in the straight. All right, the Oakley Plate eleven hundred. Uh, Dead Heat, Celebrity Queen, Portland Sky. Um, again, this was just you know, a bit of chaos, really, wasn't it? But I think it's fair to say that Dirty Work was severely disadvantaged by the way the track played and. The way that the race unfolded, uh, it's probably pretty unlucky not to not to win this. May, may I just um, f- follow on from that pistol? Just just want you to double check for me that Dirty Work did successfully beat home and as an ancestry. Uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I for saw that, that tweet. I saw that tweet, and I was I don't know if I was like I was still playing or I was finished or but I was pissed. And uh, I couldn't remember what the bet was, you know, but I just I didn't need it either because I was having enough head noise as it was out there. It's the only <laughs> collect I had for the day. <laughs> oh, we had avocado. God bless ownership. Yeah, um, yeah you were right, girls. No, well, no. actually, we were both right. I was the horse was not just going to get a shit run, and yeah, it, had. it did get a shit run. And it, but it's still almost one. Probably should have. Too good to you. I think dirty work. Is, is the horse to follow from the race. Fastest last 600 of the day, third fastest four, fourth fastest last 200 of the day, puninform.com.au. That's with interference. Uh, Brooklyn Hustle has gone enormous. Second fastest last 600, fastest last four and two. Um, push through a little gap, but it's always going to sort of be there. Dirty work, I yeah. thought, could sit a little bit closer. Um, again, like, Pikey, Wow. Outstanding ride. And, and in the finish. I 
I know like we make a thing of like me bagging him. He rode outstanding on Saturday, but it was his track. Rail <laughs> off, run on. There's no need for the cause. <laughs> you can just stop after he rode outstanding Saturday. He rode outstanding on Saturday. He's a very gifted rider and he's like his thirst and balance here and the death here was just like a, a thing of like utter greatness. If you if you were on Celebrity Queen you are never allowed to bag Pike when he makes a mistake again yeah. in your life because without him, you did your money. Exactly, on you the post. The I wasn't yeah. on it, so I can't. Yeah. You saw that photo on Twitter? Yeah, but that, that's he does it every time. Like, every time he's in a photo, he is horizontal, going right across yeah. the line. His legs are sort of almost kicking up out of the iron. What's he doing? Is he, does he do, like, Pilates or something, yoga? He's just... I don't know. He probably learnt to do it on a tractor or something like that. You never know with him. Well, uh, I've, I've he's played, a freak. I played golf with Mickey Walker, and I've done a few. Like, they don't look like they look sore, and like it's a hard life. Yeah. Don't look like they can get horizontal and like cuddle the neck of a pony at sixty-five k's an hour. Like it's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, amazing. Really. Um, uh, I was going to ask you about um, Brooklyn Hustle. Um, I don't know why I don't like this horse. Because they talk about too much in the media, and Probably. as a as a hardened victim punter, well, not a victim punter, but we're a victim of like the day to day. Like we don't, we hate narrative. We want results. We want like integrity. We want real shit. And this is one of the sort of trophy horses for narrative and yarn, and it just shits you because of that. That's what happens. Yeah, good good summation. Thanks for that. And it's a dirty, filthy backmarker that runs the same race every time. And will probably always start unders because it always flashes home. Like it will go around what? I'm not sure what its next race is, but it'll go around unders. Oh, if they take this horse to Flemington or, or a Caulfield track like this, I'll be very tempted to back it. It's just Mooney Valley. They, they they sent it there a few times last prep. It's never going to be suited there. Um, I don't know if you guys spent much time reviewing this race, but it's pretty hard to bag almost anything in the race. Yeah, it's a tough race to review, isn't it? What'd you make of Zutori? I thought Zutori was flat. I thought it was in the right spot. And coming to the corner, I was like, it's going to go close here. And just... A little bit crowded, though. Yeah, it got just ground home, I thought. But, yeah, it was still good. I mean, I think you're right, Dickens. If you liked anything and you backed it, with maybe the exception of what, Anders? What do we make of that? Looked pretty weak. The problem is, Anders was... Like, nothing won where it was all day, that ride. And... It's it's gone around at what what price? Probably eight dollars, I think. Eight Hang 50. on, I'll tell you exactly. So, it was like backed and then drifted out to eight fifty, but it was backed after nine am, and then the, the bigger dog said no. But it's gone around eight fifty. Next start, it'll go somewhere and it'll start twenties, and you, you'll be completely grayed up because it's doubled its SP, and it might be at Mooney Valley or something where leaders have been winning. Like it'll just. Every horse here, you can make a case to back next start. Give it, given you get a fair price. Yeah. Like, like even Ancestry will, will go to Mooney Valley or something, or Flemington where it's where it's won, and you get three times the price. And you go because, you know, like if all these horses race in two weeks at Flemington, over the same trip but down the straight, everyone will horn up for these backmarkers again. But eight times out of ten at Flemington, the backmarkers are the least suited for whatever reason. Yeah. It makes no sense, but it's just what happens. Okay. I'd, I'd be trying to 
as we often are, to go against the flow, to, to get a, a price and try and get a result. Let's face it, the first seven across the line, the margin was 1.1 lengths and the entire field has covered 5.8 in the finish, so it screams yeah, like I, I thought Ranting, Ranting was a nice performance. Um, Mizzy was good. I was very, very wide. Yep. And then standouts run second last. It's clocked the third fastest last 100 metres of the day. Look, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's completely confusing. Bro. Yeah. I think it's kind of like betting. Look, reviewing is the most important thing in racing, in my opinion, if you want to do it for a living. But just like betting, sometimes you can't force it. Yeah. Fuck. Betting. What, what do you think, Curls? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, um, just great. Just great. Like some, some will say that you know betting into the hardest races on the day is fucking bad betting too. You know, like it's. Um, mm. You just mentioned there that every horse has got within five point eight lengths, and the horse that's ran second last has clocked the last, third fastest last two hundred. Yeah, I, I think we did pretty good right. to dodge dodge these races. Mm. Bar Bahemoth, who I launched into. Probably... Be wary, be wary of the slow tempo build up, maybe. Possibly, possibly. All right. I, I'd, I'd preface that with I don't. I wouldn't give a fuck. I want to try to stop swearing. I wouldn't give a shit about <laughs> slow. What? <laughs> I'm trying to stop saying. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a shit about slow tempo build-ups most of the time. Don't take everything that we've just said as like gospel. I think it's more relevant leading into a big group one, yeah. or a, a race where they're going to go real hard and they might be a little bit exposed for that preparation. Yeah, I think that's fair. Every other day of the week, they run slow everywhere. So you're going to be coming out of slow races and you're going to go into slow races. Okay, let's head north, uh, Queensland. Curls, you want to start at uh, Toowoomba with Mashani Conman? Why wouldn't I want to start there, Peter? Um, bad beats, get, him, get yourself fired up. Just, um, <laughs> what race number is it? Race. This race is race four at Toowoomba. I'm going to watch it now. Turn the sound down though, hey? Eh? Yeah. What the sound on? No, sound down because we'll get the, uh, we'll get the footage up now. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> is that you on a roof there? Oh, hell. So, Mayday... Is it, is it the five? Is it the five? It's missed the start by a conservative four, three or four, hasn't it? Oh, four to five. Four to five lengths. Last. I'm watching it now live. I haven't seen it. What price did you take? We took $15. We had one unit at 15s. I thought it was the overlay of the evening. Oh, no. Got a stack of pony. Chris Caserta. Where's he going though? Leaders like odds on, well supported. Boom ranger. Getting an easy lead. So where's he going on ours here? Is he, is he, is he punching that up? The, yeah. Well, he just can't win after missing the kick anyway. Oh, he's, he's built through the. He's he's rode that well through the through the field. Oh Jesus! It still think I still think we're going to win. Going past the three hundred. Mm. Oh, 
point two of a length. It was just a matter of how far. Um, oh. Honestly. What is that? What was that? Six lengths to third? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 3.7 3. to third and then 5.5 5 to fourth. Yeah. That really summed up my weekend and had a few bets at Gatton yesterday as well. And they've all, I think every great bet into ran second. Um, it was just a feast of seconds. Like that's like a unit at fifteen dollars. Um, Sets up your quite, week. Quite ill. Um, uh, so there was a that was a um, that was race four there at Toowoomba, and that was the Bob Butler maiden. And I was at I had a testimonial for Bob Butler Saturday night, so they got me on stage, and I had to go through the form. And before I jumped up there, one of the other one of the uh, the guests on the evening was Tony Golan. And he goes, uh, what two do you like here? And I told him, you know, the favourite would lead and be hard to beat, but I'm on Mashani Conman at um, 15s. Golan's gone and brought both horses in the Calcutta, run the Quinella. So even when he doesn't have a runner, he still wins races. Um, <laughs> there's no trainer in better form than T. Golan, I tell you, in Queensland. Even Saturday, you know, Invincible Al, um, you know, winning. Is it odds that, um, you know, that ran a place as well? Um the team's flying. It's interesting, I had a chat with him about it um, and his, uh, you know, race placement and and tactics and, you know, he actually believes in bias, track bias and and jockey tactics are a big thing. So, um, you know, two key factors, I suppose. And, you know, some jockeys up here just don't believe in track bias and they'll just go wherever the run presents. So, um, it's all good stuff, all good info. But uh, frustrating weekend on the punt, that's for sure. Seconds... Oh, we launched. What about we launched into one Friday night that led, and then the jockey let them get past her and decided to ask her horse to improve, and it's run second or third as well. And yeah, just seconds everywhere all weekend. It was just terrific. Um, uh, what do you do? How do you how do you handle that mentally? So you pack up yesterday, and then sort of start to think about resetting and get ready for this show where we we dribble and yarn. No, no, you, do, you do a bit of research on um, hallucinogenic therapies, um, whether I need to rewire my brain by using mushrooms or some other natural ingredients. I don't know. Um, then you go to bed and then you wake up and then you have to talk about it again on this show on Monday. Um <laughs> I, I might as well be in fucking Guantanamo Bay, to be honest, this morning. I was that stick on the results and looking back at the replays. I waterboard me or something. It'd be more fun. Um, no, I just, you just got to, like, you just got to cop the loss. I mean, obviously, if you're managing, managing your bank well enough and you're not launching these things and overbetting them, you know, you're on the right horses. You just didn't get a look. You just didn't get the little bit of luck that you needed. Mashani Conman jumps. I'll win well for the week. Yeah. You know, just in those examples, yesterday at Gatton, you know, back bet against a couple of favourites and um, we're on the horses that ran second, you know. It's just just the way it goes. You just got to keep back, um, keep buttering up. That's all there is to it. Like, I think if you're backing horses um, that aren't competitive, you've got an issue. You, we, all, we all spec the odd horse at a price because we've found something that the market hasn't, you know, back in its data or in this setup on the day. And, and sometimes they don't perform for whatever reason, but um, you know more more often than not we're we're backing horses that are 
in the finish. It's just a matter of we get that little bit of luck that we need along the way, and it'll change. And next week I'll probably win 100 units. Mm. Next week I'll get all the luck. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's just about taking the time to review not just the races but your decisions and try and slowly figure out a little weakness you might have and just try and get rid of it. Like on Friday night, well, I spoke to you, Kels, about the actual race just before it, the race one. And I like the trial of the winner and the, the third horse. But I backed the third horse because it was should be like outside leader lead, race yeah. one, the valley. Yeah, but the other horse was just too good. Yeah, but it settled. It's where it settled in run. Like I think TV said it couldn't win, and he was right. Like nine times out of ten or more than that, that horse doesn't win that race in Mooney Valley race one on a hot night. Yeah, that was a big win, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. like in hindsight, at the moment, I'm going to go through it again today. But I, I think the answer there is just not to bet. Certainly not. To back. I thought the other horse. I thought the winner was more talented, but as you know so well up there in peak, like at Perth, like sometimes it doesn't matter how talented you are. It's about where you settle and run. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think I get more upset when I bet a race and it doesn't pan out how I anticipate. Like, you know, I'm doing a lot of most a lot of work on the maps, and that's like I'm putting a lot of weight on the maps, particularly you know up here, because I'm not expecting jockeys on the third level, third tier provincial meeting at Queensland to be able to outride the field to get the horse to win. Mm. You know, I need the, I need the horse to be able to land in this position, whether the jockey wants to or not, because that's where the horse is going to land with the speed map and then yeah. hope they stay on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's, that's something that we're constantly working on. Like yeah. now that we're back on track, Pete, like it's about taking the time to, to go through the map before each race. Cause we're pricing every race, but we're pricing them off, off what we predict the track's going to play. Yep. So then we've got to try and change it a little bit and tweak it. And... But it's crucial. Like the map, the map dictated every result on Saturday at Caulfield. Maybe bar like defibrillate. But apart from that, the map played a, played a really key role in the result. Yes, it happens. And then, you know, we've seen that. We've seen, it happens a bit. Well, happens everywhere, but Eagle Farms, you know, some good examples there on Saturday of races that the best horses were able to be on speed and control and, and win, like Tycoon Evie was a good example. Um, you know, she stepped up in trip but was able to to get a nice run in transit. Um, and, you know, once that happens, it's hard to hold out. Uh, race two was a race that we bet into, um, you know, and... We're on quality approach, thinking it's going to sit behind the leader and get a nice, cosy run, and probably just have too good, too good a turn of foot, and you know the race goes out in minus eleven point four. Yeah, you know. What chance are you? Like, what? What? Well, you're yeah. Just none. You're just none. Uh, the saving bet in the race was um, was half a unit on Joymaker. It's um, to cover the bet, and it's of course naturally run second. Mm. Yeah, I mean all those all those little things. I still don't think it's the wrong play. Um, the map didn't work out on the day, so that's um, that's a big thing for the suited and the unsuited when you're talking about your bets and reviewing for sure. All right, week ahead for you, Peter. Uh, just be Ascot and Ascot, I think. Don't know why it'd be any different. I'll just double Curls, check that. Week ahead, and he's coming off 
a frustrating week, guys. He's been winning for too long for that to be a habit. So it's going to turn around. Probably time to get on board, support the show, support the content, support curls. Where are you betting? Ipswich Wednesday, Eagle Farm Thursday. Friday off, thank goodness. There's only Townsville Friday. Um, I think that's another little thing that too that I've got to look at. Um, you know, obviously I try to provide plenty of action for subs. But when there's like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday night, three meetings Saturday and a meeting Sunday, um, it does you it does get pretty hectic. Um, yeah, the Friday night into Saturday is intense. Yeah, so Friday, no no racing Friday night in Queensland, which is um, genius because we've got the Valley in Canterbury on, so you reckon you just sort of wedge in there for turnover and maybe flick one of those earlier in the meet, week meetings. But uh, here we are. Saturday is... Gold Coast uh, to Woomba Saturday night. The Metropolitan meeting is at the Gold Coast. I think it's like the Aquas Jewel or the lead up. I don't know what it is. No, it's not actually. Sunny Coast spot looks. Um, sunny Coast, yeah, Sunny Coast. The Sunny Coast, like yeah, the Jewel qualifier. That's the so the Metro meetings at the Sunny Coast, and then. Um, yeah, that will probably be uh, the end of it. There's actually Sunshine Coast programmed on the Sunday as well, would you believe? Backing up. Double header. Sunshine Coast, um, almost a waste of time doing form there at the moment. You just back Stu Kendrick or Nat McCall and just follow the money. Sounds all right. It's an edge. That's the, per- that's the pearl I have given for today. Dickens, you've got uh, Hillside at Sandown. There's a bit of Kilmer. No, it's a Thursday. huge, huge week. We'll, we'll be betting tomorrow at Bendigo, most likely. Yep. Then we've got Hillside on Wednesday. Again, don't know where they're going to put the rail. Um, Kilmore and Pakenham, where we filled up maybe um, three Thursdays ago. It was a really good day there at Kilmore into Pakenham. So we'll, we will be betting, hopefully. And then Sale and the Valley Friday, we'll probably bet both, both venues. And then we've got Australian Guineas Day at Flemington where uh, unless something bad happens, we'll both be on track. Um, there's also uh, Wayne Garada, a couple of maidens. We'll try and find an angle there too. Probably not Benning Sunday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a stack of betting opportunities. Yep. And I've got Ascot Wednesday, Bunbury Thursday, Ascot Saturday, don't know Sunday at this stage. But hopefully do you like the Thursday meeting, Curls? I do. I like, like that I can bet your stuff without like the distraction of my stuff. Like the race to race. Like I'm not I'm not gonna be at Kilmore. I'm just gonna be at home doing the doing the form for the rest of them. So I can just watch your stuff sort of stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. Like they've I think they've had a bit of a trial run there, sort of having the midweek metro on the Thursday. I don't know, it doesn't worry me, it's just all a blur really, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't care really. Just one <laughs> right, meeting. We might finish one on that. Day is great. One meeting a day would be great. <laughs> That's the mailbag for this week, guys. It's just all a blur. 